Well, hello, America, and welcome to the program. I uh, sincerely hope that we are not at a place as Americans to where we are going to let the Democrats jam down the Green New Deal because we're at home panicked. Uh, I want to have a frank conversation with you and and ask you where you stand. I, I mean, I'm in the danger zone. Uh, I'm right at the edge. I'm 56. In Italy, they're saying if you're sick and you're 60, don't even come in. So I'm in the danger zone. I would rather have my children stay home and all of us who are over 50 go in and keep this economy going and working. Even if we all get sick, I'd rather die than kill the country because it's not the economy that's dying It's the country. And I'll show you just what's happening to us just by looking at the talks with the stimulus right now. We have that coming up in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. You know, there was a day, and you know the time I'm talking about, when nothing for you. Pick a days full of adventures. You could do absolutely anything. You could you could get hurt and you'd be like, ah, brush it off, not a problem. Doesn't affect me. I'm going to live forever. Uh-huh. Then uh, there came the time when you had that birthday and you're like, wow, everything has changed. Then the pain came. It came slowly, stealing your daily world of tennis games or pleasant afternoon walks at a time, biking, whatever it is that you enjoy. Maybe it's settled in overnight and has never left you. Either way, you have two choices. You can fight it or you can succumb to it. May I recommend, I fought it, fought it, fought it for such a long time and I was losing the battle. And I would have periods where I'd be like, I am so much better. And then it would just go right back down. I haven't had that uh, that uh, hill and veil anymore because I take relief factor now. You have two choices. I choose to fight it. 70% of the people who try relief factor go on to order more and they fight it every day. And pretty soon it surrenders. The three-week quick start. Try it now for thirteen for nineteen ninety five. Try it for three weeks. You really don't have anything to lose except your pain, and you will gain your life back. Try it now. ReliefFactor.com or call 800-583-84. 800-583-84. It's ReliefFactor.com. Democratically socialist economies. Arguing with socialists. First of all, it's it's democratic. The new book from Glenn Beck. Um, and the other thing, too, is that... <laughs> is that you can pre-order it now on Amazon. Uh, thank you very much. Oh, yeah. Hello, secret agents. It's Glenn Beck and the Glenn Beck Program. Along with my faithful sidekick, it's uh, Stu Brigier, our executive <laughs> producer, and uh, so much more. Hello, Stu. How are you, Glenn? I'm, I am. <laughs> I'm still at home, but, uh, you know, I'm changing on this thing, and I think the president is changing on this as well. You know, the doctors are saying that we have to hunker down for three months. Yesterday, he made a very big point. Mm, see this plan? See this plan right here? Plan says 15 days, 15 days. And he said yesterday, I'm not saying that next week it's over, but I'm telling you it's not going to be months from now. And now the doctors and the media and everybody else say, that's crazy talk. That's crazy talk. Let me tell you what crazy talk is. 
So the stimulus package yesterday went in front of uh, the House because Nancy Pelosi had to fly right back in because they have an opportunity because so many Republicans in the Senate now are missing. So they have an opportunity. They, they can get all kinds of things in. So here's what the Democrats proposed yesterday as a stimulus bill to make sure America keeps running. Now, I want you to understand, we're not talking about the shutdown of the economy. We're not talking about saving the economy. We're talking about saving lives. We're talking about saving the nation. Our whole system is up for grabs if this thing collapses. And we're very close to collapse. So here's what they did. They put their heads together and they came up with 1.5,000 uh, 1. in aid per individual. So $1,500 per individual, as much as $7,500 for a family of five. $1,500 per person instead of the 1200 on the table under the Senate measure laid out on Sunday. Now, unlike the latest plan from the Senate Republicans, higher earners would have to pay back part or all of that assistance over three years if their taxable income is $7,500 or more uh, for a single filer or 150 or more for, for uh, couples filing jointly. The, mother, the uh, money would be available to anyone, listen to this, anyone with a tax ID number. And retirees and people who are unemployed rather than just people who file taxes for 2019 or get Social Security. Is it possible? I mean, tax ID number. Can you get a tax ID number and still be an illegal alien? It would create a temporary federal pandemic unemployment compensation of $600 a week for any worker affected by the virus and eligible for unemployment compensation benefits. It would expand paid leave and family medical leave. It would aim to help current borrowers with student debt, seeks more than $500 billion in grants, interest-free loans to small businesses, would provide $200 billion in funding for states, $15 billion to local governments through community development block grants. They also want to ensure that states can carry out this year's election, and they want to have a $4 billion grant in funding for election. Well, that's the thing I want to do is turn the elections over to the Democrats. <laughs> it also would require airlines to adopt strict Green New Deal style emission rules. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Here, here we here we here we go. Uh there's a pay equity clause. Oh. So they have to now companies have to make sure that everyone is paid exactly the same. Um funding for community newspapers. What about bloggers? More people listen to blogs and read blogs than they read local newspapers. What about local bloggers? They want free internet. <laughs> how do you, how do you, Stu, how do you provide free internet? How do you do that? I mean, do we just pay these companies to provide the free internet for everybody? Is oh, that what we do? The main thing I think is you have to negotiate with the internet ferry. Uh, the internet ferry flies in ah, okay. and leaves the internet okay. under your pillow. Um, and that, okay. that happens. All right, yeah. All right, good. Um, $100 million for NASA's Environmental Restoration Group. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> Mandatory paid sick leave for every single business. Hiding the citizenship status for college students from the Census Bureau. Now, I, when I was thinking last night, you know what's going to save this country? You know what's going you know to do it? 
you know what we really need to do for coronavirus? Because I'm staying at home. We're all staying at home. We're all crippling our small businesses. You know what I really want the Democrats to do is get in there. That citizenship status being hidden from the, for the college students from the Census Bureau. I mean, man, we got to do that anyway, by hook or by crook. And good thing uh, the hook and the crook, uh, Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer are, are in office. They've demanded those stringent fuel emission standards for airlines, um, you know, because if you're going to give them billions of dollars in loans, they need to cut their carbon commissions by half in 2050. Don't you think? I mean, otherwise, you're not worth saving. You're not worth saving. They also want a billion dollars for the airlines because um, they're going to need new planes. And so they're going to they're going to create a, a buyback program for all those old planes because they're less efficient. So we've now they're, they're now proposing a cash for clunkers for airplanes. They also want tax credits for solar energy and wind energy and uh, provisions to force employers to give special new treatment to big la- uh, big labor as if that's not enough. Uh, Elon Omar and uh, Presley, uh, Ayanna Presley from Massachusetts. She's the forgotten uh, beetle, isn't she? Presley? I, I think, think so. she's the one that mm-hmm. nobody even knows. I, I, I don't. Presley is. I don't know her enough. Is, she's the Ringo, right? Yeah, she's the Ringo. She's the forgotten one. Right. I yeah. always think of it's, it's uh, AOC is McCartney. Um, mm-hmm. Omar is Harrison. Uh, mm-hmm. No, no. Omar is um, no, Lennon. Is Lennon. Uh, Harrison Lennon. is uh, Rashida Tlaib, and then Presley yeah, is Ringo. Yeah. yeah, without the career after the Beatles. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, we'll see what happens after yeah. this. It's hard to imagine, but yes, uh, you're right. I don't. I don't know how good the solo career is going to go. Yeah. So they want to just cancel some student debt uh, because no one should have to choose between paying their student loan payment and putting food on the table. Or keeping their family safe and healthy. Uh-huh. Now, James Clyburn was the uh, one that was actually honest about things. He said, this is a tremendous opportunity to restructure things to fit our vision. Oh, man, that's almost a quote from the Fabian window. <laughs> Let's uh, uh, remold it, heat the earth so we can remold it closer to our heart's desire. Thank you very much, James Clyburn. Both drafts. Uh, are emerging now. They are dramatically different. Obviously, the Senate bill also has the payroll tax suspension in it. Democrats say, no, no, no. We just need to expand the health insurance premium tax credits under Obamacare. Ah, okay. All right. Okay. I don't think this is going to play well. I don't think people are, of a, you know, even last week, Two weeks ago, maybe when we were a little more of a panic, I think Americans are sick of this. I think Americans are just like, I've done it. I've <laughs> I've I've sat in my home for a while. I saw I mean, I watched your wife have her breakdown yesterday online, <laughs> Stu. Oh, I watched it. I saw it. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad uh, I, I'm did you glad you did. It? No, I know it's a it's, a, it's an ongoing yeah. uh, issue. She's having a tough time with it. Look, it's it's a difficult uh, change for her, and I think for as as is pointed out with Everybody. the responses, you know, hundreds and, and hundreds just to her, but I mean millions of people around the country are going from 
maybe at work, maybe uh, working all day at an office, doing all sorts of different things, to I am now homeschooling, jumping in the middle of a curriculum with my two kids at home by myself all day. We can never go anywhere. That's a tough, a yeah, tough oh no, transition for a oh, lot of people. I know. I know. I, I mean, it's it's terrifying. It's like, if I if I lived in the you know the the apartment that I lived in with when I had my two kids with me and I was divorced, it was what eight hundred square feet? Maybe? Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, eight hundred square feet. If I were trapped in that apartment with those kids all day, I'd throw myself off the balcony. I mean, you just you would go crazy after a while. You just would. Yeah. And you just would. That's one and, of the things that they were talking about in the press conference yesterday. And it's like, well, you know what? There are real health ramifications to what we're attempting. Oh, here. they were. You know, no, 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 no. I saw. No, I saw the reporter in the front. Uh, yes, Mr. President. <laughs> uh, you're trying to say there will be suicides from this. From the economy going down and uh, people losing their job and, and staying at home with their kids, you think there's going to be an increase of suicides? Only in all uh, cases yeah, in human dummy. history, right? Uh, every yeah. time, especially when you're talking about a, what we're looking at, minus 24% GDP in one quarter. You know, uh, uh, we've seen projections of 30% unemployment. Uh, that would be higher than the Great Depression. Those sorts of things. I don't know if you remember the Great Depression. There was a lot of news reports about it at the time. Lots of people jumping off of things. Yeah. yeah, you know what? And that was in a time when people actually, they were closer to the bottom. You know what I mean? Yeah. A lot of people didn't have air con- Well, nobody had air conditioning. A lot of people didn't have refrigeration or telephones or cars or anything else. They weren't going to a store where everything was wrapped beautifully. They were used to actually having nothing in comparison and they were killing themselves now. Can you imagine this country with 30% unemployment, no faith whatsoever, no no infrastructure for you know going and getting help with the with with faith it all has to come through the government? My gosh, what a nightmare it'll be. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it really I decided. Is. Mm-hmm. I decided, hey, if you can't beat them, which we're going to, if you can't beat them, join them. And so I came up with, I want to be a helper to the Democrats. I want to mm. be a helper. Okay. So I came up with some other things that aren't in the bill that I think we should demand. And I, I'm looking for anybody in Congress who will just stand up and say, you know what? I'd like to add an addendum here to the Democrat. I'm thinking about switching and becoming a Democrat because I understand your thinking, and uh, let me help you out on that. So I'll give those to you here in one minute. Stand by. All right, here's the thing you need to know. The ship is not going to go down. America is not going to be defeated by a virus. It's not going to be defeated by the terrifying twists and turns of the market either. There is hope, and we will be well again in the future, as long as we remember who we are. Now, much of that hope rests on the shoulders of people like you and me, the people in the just the regular people in America. I don't have a lot of hope with people from Washington, D.C. I have zero hope with the people in media. I have a lot when I go and talk to my neighbors. 
The people who are living through this now more than ever, we have a duty to be fiscally responsible because fiscal responsibility is going to be the life preserver for the Republic. I've been talking to you for years now about Goldline, and you know the drill. Not all all portfolios are the same. Precious metals will make more sense for some people, less for others. But in no case that I'm aware of, does it make no sense? Uh, I just saw something, and and this I didn't even believe, so I'm not saying you believe this. But they were, I read somewhere last night, where was it? They were talking about how... The market is behaving, and if the market continues down this way, that by 2022, I think they said, gold would be at $11,000 if the markets all around the world just collapse and continue to go there. That's insane. That's insane. I remember talking to Mark Alberian from Goldline years ago, and I said, geez, Mark, where could gold be? I said, could it be at 5,000? He said, Glenn, this this is why I like these guys. This is the president of Goldline at the time. He said, I hope to God not. And I said, why? It'd be a great, great thing for you. And he said, do you know what our country would be like if gold was $5,000 an ounce? We're almost at two, gang. We're almost at two. Please, if you're stuck at home, you got nothing to do, call them. Talk to them. Hi. Hi, can I just talk to you for a I just want to talk to an adult. Call Goldline now at 866-GOLDLINE. 866-GOLDLINE. They will help you discover what's right for you. This is where responsibility kicks in. This is where hope begins. Goldline at 866-GOLDLINE. 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. 10 seconds, station ID. All right, we got a couple of guys on uh, one from Dallas that uh, just recovered from the coronavirus. He's going to tell us what it was like. He said it wasn't so bad. We have another guy on uh, in about an hour from now who uh, has just recovered, and he was he had already said goodbye to his family. He was sure he was going to die, and doctors were sure he was going to die. He convinced them to to take this new drug, or it's actually a very very old drug. And just try it. The doctors were like, well, I don't have anything to lose. And uh, he took it and he is well. Within two days, he was well. I don't know why the media is underplaying all of this. um, But, you know, I saw latest poll on the media and they are they have a lower approval rating than the president. So that should tell you something. All right. So. I was thinking, Stu, about going to see Nancy Pelosi and um, saying, all right, I would recommend, if we're going to go for it, $100 billion in funding to improve celebrity in-home quarantine streaming studios. Because I see them all singing together and vlogging while they're in lockdown. And, oh, my gosh, they, they are so cute. They just remind, don't they, don't you think of Anne Frank? The minute you see those celebrities, you think, oh, my gosh, it's like Anne Frank. But they need ring lights and omnidirectional stereo microphones and improved lens filters because, let's be honest, sure, iPhone, it, you know, it's, the cameras are great and everything, but I don't want to see Madonna in a bathtub ever again. No. At least without really good lenses, you know? So a congressional plan to provide celebrities with better vlogging equipment, uh, I think that's, an, you know, that's in the nation's interest. Um, a, a, a cash for DoorDash. Uh, I think we can all get behind this. Yeah. Um, you know, 
massive increase with you know online food delivery. They're saying that in some places like DoorDash, Grubhub, Uber Eats, two hundred percent increase. Can we Do get you some realize what that get some money in there mm-hmm. for Uber Eats as well? Uh. I, well, I think so. That's in that's in Oregon. I think so. I think we could do that. Mm-hmm. Boober Eats. This is a strip club that had to close, and they thought, why not have the strippers deliver food? It's called <laughs> Boober Eats. I think it's brilliant myself. Uh, but, you know, with this kind of increase, uh, I think, well, what comes to mind right away, Stu, when I say, you know, 200% increase, you know, for DoorDash and Grubhub, why would they need money? Say it with me. Yeah. Climate change. Climate, climate oh yeah, change. climate change. Yeah. Of course, yeah. All the mm-hmm. pollution <laughs> from all that driving. So, uh, I think that we should, you know, have enough money in the stimulus package to make sure that they all have electric cars or something like that, and to make sure the food arrives hot. Um, you know, I was thinking that you know you could have a Tesla. They could drive a Tesla, which is really fast, and that but that makes too much sun, uh, sense for Congress. So to speak the language of Congress, I think Congress should insist and mandate that Wolf gas ranges are installed in the back seat of every hybrid that could possibly be used for DoorDash, Grubhub, or Uber Eats, because I think that's the kind of help we're looking for from Congress. You're listening to Glenn Beck. I didn't even get to my animal therapy one yet. Uh, Real estate agents. I trust.com is uh, our sponsor this half hour. And if, if you are looking to buy or sell a house, man, oh, live. If you really have to sell your house right now, this is, this is going to be a tough market, at least for the next couple of months while everybody's kind of sheltering in place. So when it gets back online, we need we need the right people. We need the right person. Now is the time to maybe um, have the real estate agent come out and look at the house because maybe you can do some paint or you can work in the garden while you're here with the kids uh, and and get your house ready to sell this spring. You need the right real estate agent, and we have the right one in your area. They think like you do. They have the same kind of values. They're all listeners of this show. This is a hand-picked team of ours. Uh, We watch over them. We make sure that they are who they say they are, and the results are, I think, the best in your area. So buying or selling a home, get the right real estate agent. Realestateagentsitrust.com. It's a free service to you. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Arguing with Socialists, just a couple weeks away, April 7th, it comes out by Glenn Beck. You can order now on Amazon or glennbeck.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the one and only Mr. Pat Gray from Pat Gray Unleashed. Pat, I, I mm. don't know if you've seen the very, very... The very, very uh, talented and riveting Joe Biden in his latest uh, uh, video from home. Uh, but I'd <laughs> like to play it here. Here's here's Joe Biden in his uh, in his little podcast room in his home. I'm glad the president has finally activated the National Guard. Now we need the armed forces and the National Guard to help with hospital capacity, mm-hmm. supplies and logistics. We need to activate the Reserve Corps of doctors and nurses and beef up the number of responders dealing with the crush, these crush of cases. And, uh, and in addition to that, uh, in addition to that, we have to uh, make sure that we uh, 
we are in a position that we are. Well, let me let me go to the second thing. Okay, yeah, go to the second thing. The president must use the Defense Production Act. (laughs) I mean, he is out of it. So bad. He's out of it. I mean, why would you let him do this live? Why? Just claim it's live. Just tape it. Tape yeah. it 50 times until you get one right. that's okay and then air it. Does he not have one oh. single advisor with common sense? Seriously. That's I'll, so bad. That's He's like just negligent. The, yeah. the, something... Something happens with the prompter, and he just uh-huh. cannot continue. And he's like, time for medicine, mommy? I don't. I tend to think that the advisors that he has around him are absolutely smart enough to be telling him, this has got to be recorded. Let's do it recorded. And I think he's fighting it off. No, no, come on now. I've been doing this for 40 years. It must be I that. I think that's what it is. It's got to be Because it's that. too common. You know, it's, it's, you know, like we saw the uh, the advisor with him walking through the crowd when he was getting mm-hmm. in that argument. She obviously was like, you've got to get out of this. This is a terrible moment. Everyone's seeing this on camera. And Joe's like, shh. Like he's right. He thinks right. he still has it. And he's trying to hold on to it. And all of his advisors, I think, probably know. But yeah. they can't stop him. Yeah. It's ugly. Okay, so wait well a minute, be. wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. What do you think that maybe his advisor is Andrew Cuomo? <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Andrew Cuomo, why? <laughs> I, I'm convinced that Andrew Cuomo is wants to be the president. I, I, I mean, I got well, the right Cuomo right? Yes. Not the TV Cuomo. Sorry, not Fredo. Not Mario, You're talking about who's dead. <laughs> the governor of New yeah, York. Yeah, I'm talking about the governor. Mm-hmm. I think he, I think that's, everybody's going to say, look, he's completely out of control. And Cuomo's going to come through this because he's already wearing the tight-fitting, you know, governor t-shirt. Like, I'm, I'm in the war room right now. Look at me. I'm doing all these things. I was just out building some houses for the homeless <laughs> and decided to come in here and do this, too. I mean... He's I think he's horrible, but he's better than Joe Biden. And I I keep thinking this is the guy who's going to come in at the end. It's an interesting one, because I think objectively, the only reason people think Cuomo is doing a good job is because he's doing a better job than de Blasio, who's a complete disaster. But I mean, this is there. He's in the middle of overseeing the biggest disaster of this entire crisis yeah and he was the one saying we're not going to shut it down that's crazy that's not going to happen and two days later shut it down i i don't see why anyone thinks he's doing a competent job here yeah he he told because he can because he can blame the president although he's not doing that no he's He's actually praising the president which is I, i don't know the whole thing's really weird because he he made a big deal out of the fact that he was talking to his business buddy uh, and his business buddy was all freaked out that the rumor was he was going to shut down New York. Oh, no, we're not going to do that. Like you said. Mm-hmm. And then they did it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, you just bragged about the fact you're not going to do it. Now you've done it. Uh, and your numbers have increased in about a week and a half from around 1,000 to 23,000. So About half the cases in the country. Yeah. It's bad. It's really bad in New York. It's bad. Uh, you know, let me let me ask you this. Have you guys seen um, go to shoot? Where was that? Um, here it is. Go to the website. Do you have your do you have your iPad with you or anything? I don't. Uh, Pat, Mm-mm. go to covid dot org. Covid dot org. Okay. This is uh, why your state must act now. 
and it's giving you a prediction or not a prediction. It's a, a model, a predictive model to see the projections for your state on when your health care you know, uh, system is going to be overwhelmed. And if you go to New York, let me just go to New York, you click on that, you will see that with limited action, <laughs> hospitals are expected to peak at about April 12th. And we are just barely there. I mean, it's almost a straight line up from April 1st until the 12th, just overwhelming the hospital. But they have... They are they doing social distancing and and they just closed everybody in right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they want you full shutdown. So, basically, yeah, right. So they peak at around April twentieth. Now here's the interesting part. Go to Texas. If you go to Texas where we're at, and really nothing seems to be happening here, um, you are peaking uh, two weeks later, April twenty eighth. But if you look down at the the number of dead. With no action in just Texas, they say estimated deaths, 583,000. Three months of social distancing, 430,000. Three months of shelter in place, 5,000. Yeah. Now, where are they getting these numbers? Three months of social distancing, 430,000. Where else are we seeing that kind of death? Yeah, and you know, where? Because you could say we're early on in this process. Obviously, we've seen places like Italy that have blown up, but not like this. You've seen, but like, not like that. You see, like, for example, you could project New York turning into a real mega disaster right now, although those numbers seem completely ridiculous to me. But the other thing is, we've seen Washington uh, have a real, the early big blow up and then not turn into a mega disaster right it seems to Mm -hmm. have recovered a little bit now they did it was sort of cordoned off in that one nursing home at the beginning so maybe that was uh, that's the the way out of it but this is what i find so interesting about this and why the only reason i have any hope that this could potentially have some sort of like logical resolution is that it's unlike a global warming where they say, if we don't act now, everything's going to go terrible. And every year that goes by where it's not terrible, they just say it's more years down the road. It's, it's 10 years from now. It's always 10 years from now. This is like two weeks, three weeks. Yeah. So like we'll if, know really soon. Yeah, we can. Or, well, you should know. What's the date today? Uh, the date today is 24th? March 24th. March 24th. Okay. So in three days in New York, if, if they took no action... In three days, the hospitals should be overloaded. Uh, in three months of social distancing, the hospitals should be o- overloaded by April 3rd. So, you know, mm-hmm. they didn't do the three months of shelter in place. So it's got to be by April 7th, which is what? Next Tuesday, Wednesday? And if that growth is as extreme as they say... Over the next few weeks, we're going to have multiple examples of completely out of control situations. If we don't have yeah. that, uh, then we have to realize this that is, somewhere in their is, projections, it's just not right. Um, and, you know, that is going to, I think, change the way that we handle this. Yeah, we have 786 just, people in Texas with the virus right now. 786. Right. Well, Look at this. No action in the state of New York. This is New York City where everyone's living on top of each other. 
Um, no action. Estimated death, 392,000. Three months of social distancing, 292. Now, mm-hmm. go back to Texas. Let's look at Texas. Uh, three months of social distancing is 430,000 deaths. No action, 583. That's not possible. Especially, it's just not possible. That makes no like so sense either. whatsoever. And the CDC's estimates of doing nothing, the high-end number they came up with was 2.2 million dead. So this is way, way more than this. We're talking about two states. We're already at a million, right? I mean, if you mm-hmm. added up all these states, it would be much, much higher than what the CDC believed uh, was possible. And I believe the, the London uh, University that has been you know, giving out a lot of the scarier sort of models, you know, I, I don't know. It doesn't seem... I don't know. Pat, do you feel that? I, 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 Not at all. I go back and forth on this a lot. I don't either. Admittedly. But mm-hmm. like it's, I know I never get to this situation, no. but you listen to some of these experts and they're like so confident and you, you could tell the difference between an Al Gore and these guys. These guys are saying like, look, in two weeks, we're going to wish we completely shut off society. Mm-hmm. Like Al Gore right. is like in forty years. There's right. like how can you can't even judge those things? Well, I'll be cannibals Correct. in thirty eight <laughs> years, and then thirty eight right. years pass. Well, that's because of some of the actions I took. Right. It's going to be another <laughs> six years, right. and they just keep pushing it back. Exactly, but this is like right. you can't do it. Yeah. It's too immediate. There, it, we're going to be able. You know, Gavin Newsom said in eight weeks. 26 million people just in California are going to have this. There's no way that's going to happen. If I that happens, think. we're going to we're going to be happy to shut down society, right? Yeah. Yes. You're not going to have an yeah, argument from the this American is why people. I think, yeah. This is why I think the president said <clears throat> yesterday, it's not going to be months. It's not going to be months. I don't think he bought these projections from the beginning. I really don't. I don't either. I think, but he, but he mm-hmm. was surrounded by a bunch of people who are experts. You know, he's just thinking he's the doctor himself. No, no. I don't think he bought into this at all. And, uh, but right. all of the experts said, Mr. President, and now he's seeing, well, wait a minute. He's seeing numbers like this and going, well, hang, hang on just a sec. Where else are we seeing this? I mean, Mexico. What's happening to Mexico? Mexico, they're still, they're, they're practically having a lick your face marathon yeah. in in Mexico mm-hmm. right now. Oh yeah. And and it's not overrunning in Mexico. Now it may come yet. But I think this is why the president said yesterday it's not going to be months. He's betting on his gut. It's not going to be months and but we'll reevaluate. Maybe it is. And he's looking to next week. And if these numbers in New York and California aren't starting to pile up, as they were predicted, I think he's going to start taking the economy and opening it up because I have news for you. As a guy who's in the target range, Pat, you're in the target range. You know, in, in, in Italy, they're saying, if you're 60, don't even bother coming into the hospital. We can't save you. Um, we're too overrun. Well, I got news for you. If it is my children have an America left and I have to go in and work with a bunch of 60-year-olds mm-hmm. uh, just to keep this economy going, and we're working while they're sheltered in place, I'll do it. I mean, I'd yeah. rather die than have the nation die for my children. Absolutely. I, and I think the one unacceptable variable in all of this to Americans 
is if Netflix slows down their streaming speeds. If that happens, <laughs> all bets are off. They're already saying okay. it. Are, all bets are off. They're already saying no, well, it. No, no, wait, no wait. Don't panic. Let's watch those numbers. When we see those speeds start to come down, then, then we'll we let riot. you know. Then Guys, we riot. projections are already saying they're going to go to standard definition. <laughs> By the way, I just have to point out, did you hear that uh, uh, Joe Biden said, uh, that that he just got high speed internet in his in his house. They put in some new high speed internet so I can uh, I can have my studio in my house. Oh wow, mm. Joe, high speed internet. Hmm. Wow, that's a uh, that's a that's a big deal. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, when cyber protection. Uh, when the cyber protection uh, clan is away, the cyber criminals will play as you're holed up in your bunker, your home during the perilous days ahead. You should be warned that you could be inundated with fake products, mm. phony stock deals and fabricated emails and texts and social media posts designed to play off the fears that you have of coronavirus. The SEC recently issued an alert to warn of investment schemes that are pitching products or services that purport to help stop the outbreak. There isn't a level in which they will not stoop to. And on top of that, it's tax season. Cyber criminals and identity thieves are smart. They get smarter all the time. They learn how to play off of people. Please be careful. Do not become a victim. Now, nobody can prevent all of this stuff from happening or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but LifeLock can see the threats that you might miss on your own. And I want you to join now and save up to 25% off your first year. All you have to do is use the promo code BECK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK or head to LifeLock.com and use the promo code BECK for 25% off. It's LifeLock.com, 1-800-LIFELOCK, promo code BECK. Well, they've now they've put a new high speed line into my home and they've converted a recreation room into a television studio. <laughs> I'm I'm quoting Joe Biden. There's so much wrong with that sentence. They put a new high speed line into my home. So what was Wait, he, was high he speed on? Is dial up before dial this? up. Uh, I don't. <laughs> I don't know. I've been dialing. Beep boop. Sh- I've been using that still. I got my net zero account all fired up. (laughs) It's this new high speed line they can put in and they converted a recreation room. They haven't called it a rec room since 1968. And even in 1968, they called it a rec room, not a recreation room, right? No, I know. Recreation room was before it got hip. Hmm. Before, you know, before the hipsters stood in and went, you know, you know, pops, uh, let's just call that a rec room. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could just it doesn't it. It just smells of that fake wood paneling. Yeah. Just that whole sentence just has fake wood paneling all around it. <laughs> and they converted my recreation room into a television studio. Oh, the high tech things we can do now. I mean, wow. all he has to do is just stop improving, stop doing things that are live. This is the perfect 
circumstance. I, I know, obviously, it's a terrible thing for the nation, but for the Joe Biden campaign, could there be a better circumstance? No one can. He can't be seen in public. You, how do you have gaffes? You, you have a. I, you're in your house recording videos. Just don't in screw my rec up. It's room. insane. In my rec room, he. You know what? This is going to pay off to Trump's uh, uh, advantage because he is. It, it's like a fireside chat every day at five o'clock when he's giving his press conferences. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Well, hello, America, and welcome to the program. Coming up, we've got two people that have had the coronavirus. Both are past it. Both have a different feel on uh, what it was like. And one of them claims that the cure was this drug that people with lupus or people with bad, bad rheumatoid arthritis have been taking for years and years and years. The president touted it last week. He had already said goodbye to his family. And the doctors say, well, let's just give it a whirl. We're going to talk to both of these guys in just a moment. Stand by. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Relief Factor, if you're in pain, um, there is a solution for you. Pain is caused, a lot of it, by inflammation in the body. And they're saying, you know, ibuprofen, you shouldn't take ibuprofen with this. Have you heard that with coronavirus, they're saying? Yeah, I don't think that's, it's, you have to, yeah, it looks like that's not really true. Um, But uh, there are some, there's some evidence, there's some studies uh, that are on the small side that kind of indicate it could be an issue. Okay. All right, so inflammation is a real problem, and a lot of people will just take ibuprofen and uh, and hope that it goes away. I've I tell you, I could take you know, and the doctors say, "Well, I'm gonna, I don't know if you can handle this uh, ibuprofen 800." Oh, shut up, ibuprofen 800. Anyway, you want to reduce your inflammation? Relief Factor, relieffactor.com. Get your life back. Get out of pain. Seventy percent of those who get the three week quick start go on to order more. It's just 1995. They've discounted the three-week quick start to 1995. 70% of those who take it go on because the pain has either gone away or been significantly lessened. Get your life back. It's relieffactor.com. Relieffactor.com. You can call them. They're waiting for your call. 800-583-84. I know. You've been waiting to talk to another adult. Here you go. 800-583-84. It's relieffactor.com. A lot of people in this country would be delighted to pay more in taxes. Finding yourself speechless listening to progressive arguments? Arm yourself with the facts. Arguing with Socialists, a new book from Glenn Beck. Pre-order now on Amazon. So... Hunter Howard tested positive for coronavirus. He was he's a 50-year-old man. He's a guy who lives in uh, Dallas. He came home from Aspen uh, early in the month, and he got a low-grade fever, turned into a dry cough, led to headaches, all of the signs, and he was diagnosed with coronavirus. We go to Hunter now. Hi, Hunter. How are you? I'm doing great, Glenn. Uh, feeling much better. Good. Thank you very much. I'm... 
Glad to hear it. So are you're a relatively healthy guy. You you were out skiing and you don't have any real underlying health problems, right? Yeah, that's exactly right. I didn't have any um, pulmonary issues. I don't have any immune suppression issues. So you know, I had about five days of, you know, it, it was a very, very bad flu, um, but it was, you know, it kept me down. And if I didn't know what the symptoms were to be looking for them to you know, understand kind of what the restriction to my lungs and the difficulty breathing, you know, I would have thought it was the flu, but, you know, because of the timing of it, I realized with the difficulty breathing that uh, there was something a lot different going on. Um, the, the, really the scariest part was the unknown though, the unknown of you know, how much worse it might get. At the end of the day, it wasn't that bad. But as my breathing got worse, as the doctor said, stay away from the, the hospital unless you need ICU breathing support, uh, then we'll help you. And so then just, you know, no, just trying to think through, okay, when is, when is that mark going to happen? We're going to need some more support from here, uh, from an ICU right. uh, ventilator. Yeah. And did they give you, did they give you any, did they give you any indication on, yeah, here's when you need that breathing apparatus or did they just trust that you would know? I don't think they knew, to be honest with you. You know, I, I think that they just knew that they didn't have the uh, the ventilators or the beds to kind of support people coming in, and that I was really, you know, supposed to know on when I needed that. And so, really, zero guidelines to what that point might be. And so, you know, at one point I woke up and I was just heard my lungs working like it was like a, my lungs were paper bags, just crackling and bubbling as uh, they were just, you know, Ugh. there was a lot of effort to, to breathe, but. Um, then I, frankly, for me, I was told by the doctors take 1600 milligrams of Tylenol, um, you know, not ibuprofen. And I took, I just had 2000 around. So I took that and they cut the fever and I've been you know, really doing better every day since then. So that was about, uh, that was last Saturday and it's been a uh, kind of uphill or a downhill. Yeah. So how, how long did you have it? Uh, you, you, wait, first, take me through the what's the first sign and when did you go? Holy crap, I might have coronavirus. It was about three or four days. I'm not sure exactly when I caught it in Aspen, but I think it was a breeding ground in Aspen that weekend, unfortunately. And so it was about three or four days before I started to get the low grade fever and the headaches. And then that was then day five was kind of really intensifying. Uh, um, the fever got really bad. The. Um, Fever got bad. The uh, the body aches got really bad, uh, and I knew something else was going on. That's when I got really the restricted breathing. There's like a, a strap around my chest that was just making it difficult to breathe. And so that was about three or four days of the intense uh, difficulties, and then it, uh, the fever cut. And so I, I feel very lucky, though. You know, everything that I'm reading. I'm, I'm in the healthcare world, and so I have a telemedicine company. And so I had access to physicians and people to help me out to help. And, but even then. You know, they didn't know either. We're we're learning day by day on this. So you're you're a telemedicine guy, exactly. And so we've been providing a lot of this, support to people on to understand this. Yeah, th- this is. I don't think most people understand when, you know, I, I've been saying recently to talk about redesigning the entire healthcare system now is like saying we've got to redesign the entire horse and buggy industry in 1920. It's it's over. Uh, and just telemedicine and the way things are going to change, it's going to relieve so much. Uh, and this is really the time where telemedicine can really uh, show off, and you could accelerate that quickly because it's so good. You're exactly right about that. There's a couple of pain points that we saw a couple of years ago about just getting access to the right type of specialist. 
88% of the country is medically underserved for basic care, let alone access to specialists. So that's what we've been focusing on. And then, you know, I'd like to give a lot of credit to CMS and the administration right now. They have lowered a lot of the restrictions around telemedicine over the past couple of weeks where they had very strict guidelines on state-by-state regulations, state licenses, uh, certain things you can and can't do. And they said, in the short term, we're going to drop all of those and we're going to allow people to get access to the care that they need uh, you know, during this process. And we're not going to worry about regulations that might have been burdensome. So, you know, a lot of credit goes to the administration, CMS, and um, you know, really kind of our you know, the federal people who are kind of just dropping those to make sure people are getting the care that they need. You know, it's been amazing how quickly they're moving. We're talking to Hunter Howard. He's a Dallas resident uh, with confirmed uh, COVID-19. So when you were diagnosed, did you go to the hospital or how did they diagnose you? Yeah, so I was lucky to understand how the system works a little bit. And when I started learning about my symptoms, uh, there was nothing set up in town. In fact, Dallas at that point only had 42 testing units per day to give out. And they told me, we're only going to give you one of these testing units um, if you are needing you know, ventilator support in an ICU right now. That was on Thursday or Friday. And then uh, over the weekend, um, Baylor's kind of wanted to set up a, um, the hospital system had set up a mobile unit uh, in Dallas. And so by then they had more testing units that were coming into town. So I was able to uh, get access to those units and get referred. So I was referred by my physician uh, into that system. It's really about 20 minutes and just, you know, there are four nurses out there. And I want to give my absolute hats off to our, our first line of the nurses and healthcare responders who are you know, putting themselves in harm's way. So they were just so kind and, and, and just really, it was about 15, 20 minutes to go through there. It was a, a about a three inch long uh, swab that they kind of uh, stuck into my nasal cavity, which it felt like they're trying to swab Ow. my brain, to be honest with you. It was, but it was, oh. um, it was what needed to be done. And I found that out a day later by my doctor, and then I got a call by Dallas County Health and got a caseworker assigned to me. And it was really, really amazing how quickly uh, our community stepped up to be organized around this. So if you had to do it all over again, what, what should we fix? What was lacking? Yeah, well, the most important thing is lacking right now is just kind of access to the beds, the ventilators, the masks, and things like that. So I was on a call last night with Dallas business leaders, and what we're talking about is moving from a population mitigation strategy to a case-based intervention strategy. What I mean by that is, um, in the short term, as we're learning you know, about the this incredible curve of how many people are getting sick so rapidly and how easy, how contagious this is, we're having to employ population mitigation strategies that are really you know, very, very severe, but that's a necessary strategy just to control the um, community transition, uh, you know, transmissions. But what we're trying to do, we're talking about, okay, is instead of it being everything being guided by the, uh, the healthcare leaders who are just looking at um, the number of cases that are being trans, uh, you know, transmitted and just looking at those numbers, what, do we, what can we do in Dallas to make sure that we're caring for every man, woman, and child. And so that's really kind of as you shift from once you get a control of the transmissions in the community, and instead of only having a population mitigation strategy, but what do we have to do to build more hospital beds? What do we have to do to get more ventilators in town? What do we have to do to get more tests in town? And so we're actually a pretty amazing group of um, kind of business leaders in Dallas coming together saying, what does the city need to support that? You know, what do we need to do? Um, 
to help you, you know, do you need locations, do you need beds, do you need rooms, uh, do you need, you know, do we need to convert some more businesses to converting ventilators? And so we're working with the city of Dallas and the state of Texas and figuring out how can we support the community so that we can start moving from, you know, transition from just this population mitigation strategies to um, shifting into a case-based intervention once we know that we've got a control over um that we can put up, you know, every single you know person that gets sick in a bed, in a ventilator that's needed, you know, things like that. And that's some of this, the conversations that the business leaders in Dallas are hoping we can kind of move towards a combination of the population mitigation. And we've got this. Dallas has got this. They've got our support from the business leaders, and we're going to give them whatever they need to make sure that we can control this, um, you know, medically. So, Hunter, were you a believer in this was as bad as they say it was when you went up to Vail? No, I'll be honest with you. I um, going for a friend's 50th birthday, and uh, at that point, there's a little bit of information that was coming out about about it, but it was still, you know, really mostly was happening over in Italy and China at that point. Mm. And I, you know, had it, and I, I had a kid, um, a mask that had an LED lighting on it. And I got a, a, a video with my friends of me in the air and the airplane with a led uh, lit um mask and we we're kind of making a joke out of it at that point and we knew it was serious we wow. knew things were happening other places um but it didn't and not you well i had the case i had the mask but it was we were, we didn't realize how serious it was going to get this quickly we did not yeah that's what i mean that you, that you didn't think it would happen to you um the yeah, exactly. um uh are you convinced that we are going to see these astronomical numbers that the cdc is talking about now uh so that really comes into the population mitigation strategies and you know, in certain cities it's out there and we're working on two-week trailing indicators right with the testing and so uh so what we're seeing today with the numbers are what happened probably about 10 days ago so the numbers are are growing up and you know more importantly right now is you know what are the you know how is the chloroquine working so i have friends uh in the new york city healthcare system and from what i am hearing anecdotally uh it is working miraculously well so we so, have a guy coming on in in 10 minutes and he okay. says i mean he said goodbye to his family everything the doctors gave him the hydrochloroquine uh and he said two days later he's fully back um and he credits that but the press and everyone no one is willing to say that this is even a possibility at this point and i don't understand why this this is an old drug you know, as long as it's under supervision uh, and, you know, we're we're doing it in the right way with doctor's supervision. I don't understand why more people in the press aren't excited about the possibility of this drug. Glenn, I'm hearing from the healthcare workers in New York City, you know, from the ER that it's working. It's absolutely working right now. And so it's still a little bit anecdotal, anecdotal versus evidence based. We don't have a lot of the data around it, um, but it's it's working is what I'm hearing from frontline um, healthcare providers you know, that are in the we should be making right that stuff day and night. We should be making Absolutely. that stuff day and night. All right. Thank yeah. you so much, Hunter. I'm, I'm glad that you're uh, feeling better and thanks for your service to the community. Appreciate it.
Howard uh, Howard Hunter, uh, the first guy in Dallas to test positive for coronavirus, on the mend now. I'm sorry, Hunter Howard. I don't. The, Hunter needs to change the name. It should be Howard Hunter, not Hunter Howard. But, uh, <laughs> we'll get back on the phone with him and let him know his name should change. Yeah, let him know. He's got to change his got to change his name. All right, um, Rough Greens. This is what I feed my dog. Well, no, I don't feed my dog this. I put this in my dog's food. It's not a dog food. I just sprinkle this on top of it, and it's like dog crack. I mean, he gets up in the morning, and he runs to the bowl. I say, you want to eat? And he just runs to the bowl. I mean, it's like a a herd of wild horses running to his uh, bowl. If your dog is not eating, is a finicky eater, or you just don't think your dog is getting the nutrition that they need to have, this isn't to help your dog eat. This is... To help your dog live a really strong life. It's a supplement that you put in your dog's food. It has massive amounts of vitamins, minerals, digestive enzymes, probiotics, even omega oils and antioxidants. My dog has changed. Uno is a different dog. You want to take care of your dog? Give him the right stuff. You can even go down. I shouldn't recommend this because I don't know what I'm talking about. Talk to your vet. But I think you could probably even go down in dog food uh, and buy something that's a little cheaper if you're trying to stay, save money and buy Rough Greens because I brought Rough Greens to my vet and they were like, oh, this stuff's fantastic. Yes. Give your dog a 14-day jumpstart challenge. Do it for fourteen ninety-five. See the difference in your dog in 14 days or less. Go to roughgreens.com slash Beck. That's roughgreens.com slash Beck. Call them today at 833-GLEN-33, 833-GLEN-33, or roughgreens, R-U-F-F-greens.com slash Beck. 10 seconds, station ID. All right, let me go to Christy online with us now. Hi, Christy. Welcome. Hi, Glenn. Hi. Uh, Where are you a nurse? I am an administrator for a home health agency in Boise, Idaho. Okay, good. So I'm calling. I'm a longtime listener, and I actually was listening to you when you first started talking about this back late January, early February, and I was doing a class on epidemiology. And I had happened to see some stuff coming out of China. And between you and what I saw, I was like, this is not good. And we had been seeing, already actually seeing some patients with this respiratory thing that we were going, what is it? We didn't know what it was. Um, So there's a lot of people in our area that are thinking, you know, it's been here, um, you know, in that time frame that China wasn't being honest with us. Right. And it got here pretty quick, which means it it was before we ever started doing anything, it was on the move. Uh, And I think your frustration and some of the frustration with all these numbers that we're seeing and feeling is that we're we're not getting the test back quickly enough. So I've had uh, employees, I've had patients that are being tested and it's taken a week for us to get the actual test results back. So by the time we do get the test results and they're making the numbers on the television, it's a week later. So the numbers you're seeing today versus what you're going to see next week are delayed. 
and it, it and it's very frustrating. And then you compound that with being an administrator. I can't get the protective equipment I need for my clinicians. So they're out there exposed. They're oh. exposing their families. They're exposing themselves. They're trying to take care of patients. Um, we're basically beg borrowing and stealing, not stealing, but <laughs> begging <and borrowing laughs> from people. So, to so please give us stuff. What do you need, Christy? Uh, the masks. Glenn? Yeah, we need we need the masks. We need the gowns. We need um, we we need we need hand sanitizer. I we had a drive. We went. I went on a couple of local stations this last weekend and just said, guys, if you're sitting at home, we're not. If you have a stash of this stuff, will you please just drop some off? Because right now, I feel like a general that is sending my troops out with no guns and no equipment, and that's terrifying to me. There's families behind those people. And if they start dropping like flies, then who's going to take care of the sick? So um, we keep being told we're getting the equipment that we need, that there's a stockpile, but we haven't seen it. So I don't know. We're starting to see the cases, and I just don't know. What's What's the name of your hospital? Uh, I'm not with a hospital. We're with a private independent agency uh, okay. in Boise. But we've Christy, got multiple hospital systems. God bless you. Thank you Thank so you. much for what you're doing. Thank you for calling in. If you don't mind, Christy, I'd like to keep you on the line for a second. If you could talk to one of our producers, um, I'd just like to get some information uh, from you. We'll call you back. Thank you so much. Now, a guy who says, I had already said goodbye to my family. I was dying, and I got this old-timey medicine, and it worked. He's on with us next. You're listening to Glenn Beck. All right, let me talk to you a little bit about uh, our sponsor. When when cyber protection's away, the criminals and cyber criminals will play, and they are playing now. You're holed up in your home, uh, and you should be warned. You're probably going to be inundated with fake products, phony stock deals, fake emails, texts, social media posts, all of this playing off your fears for the coronavirus. The SEC recently issued an alert to warn of investment schemes that are pitching products or services that purport to help stop the outbreak. Really isn't a level to which they won't stoop. And on top of all of that, it's tax season. So cyber criminals are out there. Nobody can stop all of it. But I'll tell you, the people that are really out there that are doing it and really have the best um, image in the business and the best track record in the business is lifelock i want you to call lifelock now 1-800-lifelock or head over to lifelock.com use the promo code back get 25 percent off you really need this right now 1-800-lifelock 1-800-lifelock or lifelock.com Glenn Beck's Arguing with Socialists, a brand new book. It's coming out April 7th. You can pre-order it now at, uh, at glennbeck.com or amazon.com. Rio Giardina, uh, Giardinelli uh, and Neri, uh, I can't ever uh, edit this out, station, oh, we're live? 
<laughs> Rio uh, Giardinelli is uh, with us. He is a guy who is a vice president of a company that makes cooking equipment uh, for high-end restaurants in L.A. and around the world. And he was up in New York at a conference, and he contracted COVID-19. His story is pretty amazing. Diagnosed with pneumonia and coronavirus, he was admitted into the ICU, put on oxygen, uh, and he made no improvements after a week. Doctors told him there wasn't anything else he can do. He started to tell his family goodbye until there was a friend that called and said there's a potential cure for coronavirus, and doctors gave it uh, to him. We welcome uh, Rio on the phone with us now. Hi, Rio. How are you feeling? Yeah, I'm feeling terrific. That's... Uh, <laughs> Uh, so you're you're still in the hospital. I am. And you've been there for how long? Uh, just a little over a week now. Okay. Um, so tell me when you started feeling this way, Rio, what were the first signs? Oh, I was uh, driving home and just felt uh, really tired and washed out. It had been uh, three weeks of travel, so I wasn't surprised. Went home, to, thought I was going to take a nap and at 3 o'clock in the afternoon and uh, wound up uh, sleeping until about 3 o'clock in the morning. Uh, when I woke up, I had a fever and a headache and uh, said, all right, well, I'm in bed for a couple of days now. So I uh, took my aspirin or Tylenol, and uh, it just continued for about five days. Uh, started developing a back pain and a cough and uh, knew something wasn't right. So uh, made phone calls to hospitals and urgent cares and doctors and no one, uh, everybody pretty much said you need to stay home and don't come here because we don't want to infect other people. Um, wasn't mm-hmm. able to get a test and found out that a hospital near me was uh, providing the test. So drove to the hospital and uh was going to go in line underneath the tent to uh, take my test, but uh, I was sweating profusely and about passed out. They grabbed me and took me in the ER, um, and uh, I've been here since. Uh, you know, things progressed and uh, got to the point where breathing was very tough and getting labored. Uh, speaking got very tough, and uh, on Friday, uh, it just got to the point where, you know, in my mind's eye, uh, I wasn't going to make it till Saturday morning. I just was, uh, I was tired of it. nine days of uh, fever, uh, ranging from anywhere from uh, 100 degrees to 102. And uh, on that day, I just decided to call some friends and family and kind of say my goodbyes. Uh, when I reached out to a friend in the Keys and spoke to him, he uh, didn't want to hear anything about it. And <laughs> he started reaching out to a, a big group of friends of ours and, uh, everybody started chiming in and, uh, a very good friend of mine, uh, texted me and said, Hey, you need to try this, uh, medicine. I'd never heard of it. Didn't, uh, didn't know it existed. And, uh, was and that's the high, that's the hydroxychloroquine. It is. It is the hydroxychloroquine. Yes. And so your friend and turned you on to it. Go ahead. He did. He did. And uh, I mentioned it to the nurse who then mentioned it to the doctor. Uh, doctor came in and uh, said it wasn't something he could prescribe, uh, but put me in touch with the infectious disease doctor who listened to my story and uh, authorized the use. 
Um, the nurse came in 30 minutes later, gave it to me. Uh, and during that night, I had a couple of complications that uh, were unrelated to the medicine, but more to do with the virus. And uh, when I woke up at uh, exactly 4.45 in the morning, uh, I woke up and realized uh, I no longer had a fever. Uh, my back pain had uh, subsided, and uh, I was feeling good. I mean, I was feeling like I was ready to go out in the boat. Uh, now, the, the, nurse, the, uh, the doctor... The doctors are saying that this isn't necessarily from the hydroxychloroquine, but uh, I mean, what else would it be from? Well, the, no, they're, they're saying they said that the uh, complications I had the night before weren't the heart. Uh, my, my heart was pounding out of my chest. Um, they, they said that that was probably more about the progression from the virus and maybe a little case of anxiety. Is I, you know, like I said, I thought I was facing the end of my life. Um, but they came in, they got me calmed down, gave me some, uh, Benadryl and something else to help me go to sleep. And, uh, when I woke up, I was, uh, I mean, I know it sounds crazy, but I was feeling absolutely perfect, uh, to the point that, uh, I called the nurses in, they came in, uh, and all my vitals were back to normal. I no longer had the fever that I had for the nine days previous and haven't had, I haven't had a, a temperature ever since. Um, I feel great. Uh, only thing I had was a lingering headache, uh, but that was a small, small price to pay. So we got this story, uh, from a reporter, Haley Winslow. Um, and, uh, uh-huh. she's the one that, that hooked us up with you. Um, and she said, I'm just glad this story is getting out there. Hopefully it can save millions of lives. Um, Haley, uh, I don't think understands either why this story is not everywhere. Instead, the press is focusing on some people that that drank some uh, stuff or took some some tablets that were for a what was it, Stu? Like a fishing pond or something fish like tank, that? Fish tank, yeah. It's what fish yeah, tank. Fish tank. Mm-hmm. Uh, they weren't even yeah. paying attention to what was being said, and you can't take this without a doctor's uh, supervision. Um, no, why? Were the doctors and the nurses there? Because it's not the way we're getting your story. We're not getting it from the hospital saying it was a miracle. This stuff worked. They're saying they're not sure. No, they're they're, they're certainly being cautious about it. Um, you know, they they don't they say there's no science behind it. Um, I'm not a scientist. I'm not a doctor. I can just tell you how I feel. And I know that I was not doing well in my mind. I didn't believe I was going to be here by the morning. Uh, and when they gave it to me, uh, at four forty-five when I woke up, if you don't have a fever and you don't have the signs anymore, I don't know anything else to attribute it to, but that medicine, um, you know, and it was told to me to ask, and it's not only me that it's worked for. Uh, there's many people this has worked for. So, um, you know, I certainly understand the hospital's position. Um, they may not be too happy with me telling my story, uh, but the facts are the facts. I'm glad you are. I'm glad you yeah. are. Uh, do you know, are they using it for any other patients there in the hospital that you are at? Uh, from what I understand, yes, they are. Okay. And have you heard any results on that? No, nothing at all. Nothing okay. at all. Uh, they're, so they're, they're, I was reading. Go ahead. Uh, no, no, they, they're what? We, they don't talk about the other patients too much. It was just a general statement made sure. by one, one of the nurses. 
Okay. So there is a, a South African swimmer, uh, one gold medal for 100 meter breaststroke uh, in 2012. He's been training to go to uh, the, the Olympics this summer. He just contra- uh, contracted uh, COVID-19. He's had it for 14 days. He said it, it, and he's in shape and his lungs are obviously in shape. And he said, mm-hmm. it's the worst virus I've ever endured. He said, I'm really healthy with strong lungs. He said the the symptoms were all severe. Um, he said it started as serious, serious fatigue. Then he said even any kind of walking uh, just left me exhausted for hours. Um, he said there's just nothing like this. It's not the flu. The guy we just yeah. had on right before you, Rio, he said it was it was just a bad flu. Where where are you on this? Well, I can tell you that. Um yeah, I'm a businessman that sleeps maybe five hours a night and has done, have done that my entire life. And this had me sleeping 12 to 15 hours a day. And I, I never, never sleep that much. So I can go with the fatigue and understand that 100%. I think it hits everybody a little bit differently depending on who you are. Uh, the headaches were just intense. The fever uh, was, you, you just, there was nothing you could do to break the fever. Uh, the cough. Now I didn't get the sore throat that other people get. Um, you know, so I, I guess it's an individual thing, but I will tell you, this is nothing you want and nothing you want to play with because, uh, it, it, it was totally debilitating to me. Great. Um, I'm glad that you are. I'm glad that you're doing so well, uh, Rio. And, uh, do you any idea when you go home? Um, <laughs> I, I'm really hoping today, but um, I haven't had an opportunity to speak to the doctor yet, and the nurses don't know. So with any luck, I'll Good. be out here this afternoon. I'm starting That's to great. feel like Groundhog Real. Day. Uh, <laughs> there's nothing worse. When you're feeling better and ready to go, there is nothing That's worse right. than being trapped in a hospital. <laughs> All right. Thank yeah. you so much. I appreciate it. My family. Thank you very much. Yep. God bless. Bye-bye. I don't know. I think that sounds really hopeful. Really uh, promising. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I would hope that we are, you know, people keep saying, well, there's no scientific. I, I'm hoping somebody's doing some scientific testing on it right now, uh, because that seems like a really good option. This is an old drug. It's made now for lupus uh, and people who have really, really bad arthritis. Uh, and it's been in the market forever. It, its biggest side effect is it can cause uh, retinal blindness, I think, retinal something or other, uh, and you can go blind from it. However, that is not that's that's if you take it for a long period of time in higher doses. The doses recommended for this are so low compared to anything you'd be taking for lupus or, for, you know, for uh, for arthritis. Um, it's it's about half of the dose that you would take. And if that is what we have to do, Israel is shipping six million doses over to us now. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that maybe we should probably put some more effort into this because this makes it go away quickly. If indeed this is true, uh, that's the that's the cure. It's not just a, a, a vaccine. This looks like it's a cure. 
Well, where's the press on this? At least it, it gets rid of the symptoms, right? Like that's it's that's a little bit different than a cure, where a vaccine can make you maybe not get the uh, disease at all, or something that makes it go away immediately. If it just alleviates the symptoms to half the extent that we've seen with some of the early cases, you know, I mean, I know it's uh, I know it's exciting, but it's uh, we kind of hope that it comes through because it would be a big difference. Yeah. I mean, it's it, really the only path to no real negative effects here, right? Or at least very few. Yeah. I, 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 I just, uh, the reason why I'm saying we should accelerate some of these things if we can, I know the president is, but I don't know why the press isn't uh, on this. I think it's because he just mentioned it and he can't do anything right. Um, but uh, I, I don't know what we're doing on this drug and why we're not more excited about this drug, at least at the potential of what this drug is uh, is doing. And it's my understanding this played a very big role in in South Korea uh, and they're using it now in New York. I know that they're using it uh, in Italy. Why aren't we talking more about this drug and doubling down on the manufacturer of something that's been in use forever, forever? This is a very old drug. Uh, all right. Our sponsor this this half hour is ZipRecruiter. Despite all the ravages to the economy from coronavirus, the American workforce is going to come back online, uh, hopefully sooner rather than later. And times are tough right now. But they're not always going to be this tough. We're going to get better at this. And if you're the person who is uh, in charge of hiring people, you're going to get busy very, very soon, and there's going to be some really good people to hire. Hiring people is a challenging job in and of itself. It costs your company money to hire new people. It costs them time. You want to make sure that this is time well spent and you get the best candidate. That's why you need to visit ZipRecruiter.com slash Beck. They'll send your job out to 100 of the web's leading job sites. Powerful net matching technology. ZipRecruiter will scan thousands of resumes and find the people with the right experience and invite them to apply to your job. You can even add screening questions to your job listing so you can filter candidates and focus on the very best one. It's ZipRecruiter. It's so effective, four out of five employers who post there get a quality candidate within the first day. It's ZipRecruiter. Try it for free now. ZipRecruiter.com slash Beck. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Beck. You're listening to Glenn Beck. This is the Glenn Beck program. Uh, glad you're here. Uh, Stu, I was watching, we were just talking about uh, TV shows that, you know, they were watching, and for some reason or another, The Purge came up. Um, uh, been watching a couple of shows uh, as a family. Lock and Key. Have you seen that yet? No, Your I kids are probably that. too young. Mm hmm. Lock and Key, uh, it is uh, a series of books that is out really, really, really well done. Um, Surprise. I mean, you just can't find stuff anymore, you know, that you watch with a 14-year-old that doesn't have swearing in it. Um, but uh, uh, it's it's really quite good. Have you ever seen Dairy Girls? No, I've never I've never heard of it. Okay, so I think that's from the BBC again. It's uh, there. It's an Irish. It's a bunch of Irish girls. It is 
I think this should be redone in America. Uh, it's, you know, it's, it has the feel kind of, uh, of, you know, a, a good, uh, Gervais kind of show, but not as heart, not as much heart in it. Sure. It's just these, these trashy girls. They're all in this Catholic school. They're all, you know, losers. Uh, and, uh, and their trip through school. I mean, it's, it's a little foul mouth. I don't know how the BBC does it. I guess everybody else's standards are way different than ours. Uh, but, uh, it is laugh out loud, funny, laugh out loud, funny. That's very cool. You watching anything? Well, I'm very excited. Only three days away from the Ozark season three premiere, which is, uh, I haven't started that. And you say that's really good. It's so good. It's very dark. I don't know. I don't know if you'd appreciate it or not. It's really well done. You'd like that part of it. Uh, you know, it goes in that same sort of Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad sort of arena, which is dark. Yeah, but I haven't great. seen either of those. Oh, yeah. so good. Yeah. So good. Yeah. All right. Our Coronas update is uh, is coming up next. Also, uh, just an update. Uh, Mike Bloomberg spent a billion oh. of his own money on his failed presidential bid. Oh. A billion. You're listening to Glenn Beck. We're going to take your phone call uh, this half hour. I want to hear from you on on how you're feeling about the quarantine thing. Dan Patrick, he's uh, our lieutenant governor here in Texas. He said yesterday that I would rather, he said, like, look, I'm, I'm 70. Uh, you know, I've lived a good life, et cetera, et cetera. I think what we're doing to our economy is going to destroy America. I don't think there's going to be anything left. And I would rather go out and work and keep this country open for my grandchildren even if it meant my own life and he said you know that doesn't make me a hero that just makes me you know a grandpa i feel exactly the same way and i'd like to hear from you 888-727-BECK our coronavirus update is uh, coming up also the duck commander joins us in about 30 minutes all this hour it begins right now this is the glenbeck program Can I ask you a question? When you saw the biggest Dow crash since the recession and the biggest crash of all time, how'd you feel? (laughs) Didn't make me feel real good. Uh, You'd be crazy not to feel uh, some real fear on that. And, you know, that doesn't lead to anything good. Now, perhaps... It's time to invest in gold. Now, perhaps it's time to make sure that you have something in case this just keeps going. Um, I've been telling you now for almost 15 years that we have to prepare for the difficult times in our lives. And there's some difficult times coming our way. I want you to do your own homework because you're smart enough to figure this out. You know, the problem is, is everybody thinks it's just them or they think it's no, it's stupid. And they listen to these experts And sometimes it's good. I mean, it's always good to get an expert opinion. And sometimes it's good to listen to experts. And sometimes the experts are wrong. Um, Sometimes they just count on systems far too much. I really believe that you are smart enough to figure this out on your uh, by yourself. That's that's the American way. Do your own homework. Exhaust the homework. Then, quite honestly, take it to prayer and then say, I've made a decision. What do you think? So do your own homework. Is gold or silver right for you? It is for me and my family. 
And the only people I trust, Goldline, 1-866-GOLDLINE, 1-866-GOLDLINE. Call them right now. Get the information. Uh, they're really good people. They're not going to hard sell you on anything. Just call them now. It's 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. After the hundredth time scrolling through your feed today, uh, maybe you need some new reading material to get you through the quarantine. Please. We got you. Glenn Beck has a new book called Arguing with Socialists, and you can pre-order it now wherever books are sold. All right, so let's get our coronavirus update. All the numbers are from Johns Hopkins as of 5.30 a.m. Central Time. Total confirmed cases worldwide, 392,000. That's up about 50,000 from yesterday. Total confirmed deaths worldwide are up uh, 3,000 to 17,000. Total confirmed recovered is only up 3,000 itself. All 195 countries on Earth have confirmed cases. The only place in the world you can go is hanging with the penguins in Antarctica. No confirmed cases there. 5% of active cases worldwide are considered serious requiring hospitalization. That's steady 5%. Yesterday, uh, it was at 5%, but it was down in February from 19%. I want to make a note here. 13% of the confirmed cases in America do currently require hospitalization, but that number is expected to drop toward the um, international average as more people are diagnosed through the testing. The U.S. now has 46,168 confirmed cases and 582 deaths. We are up almost 10,000 confirmed cases and about 130 deaths in the last 24 hours. The U.S. has 295 officially recovered against the 582 official deaths. So somehow or another, uh, Joe Biden realized yesterday that it wasn't 1997 anymore and decided to get some of that high speed Internet into my recreation room. That's a quote in my recreation. He still has a rec room. I haven't seen one of those since the Brady Bunch went off the air. Anyway, is making his teleconferencing uh, in his rec room on this new high-speed Internet that the kids are all crazy about. So he made uh, he's going to make regular broadcasts combating coronavirus. Um, he made yesterday's from his home in Delaware, and it did not go well at all. Do we have a little clip of that? Here he is. The teleprompter broke down and he did not know what to do. I'm glad the president has finally activated the National Guard. Now we need the armed forces and the National Guard to help with hospital capacity, supplies and logistics. We need to activate the Reserve Corps of doctors and nurses and beef up the number of responders dealing with the crush, these crush of cases. And uh, and in addition to that, uh, in addition to that, we have to. Uh, make sure that we uh, we are in a position that we are. Well, let me let me go to the second thing. I've spoken enough of that. The president must <laughs> use the Defense Production Act. Wow. Okay. So uh, that was his press conference. Comforting. Uh, wish he was in charge right now. Uh, but he says, you know, now we got to use the military. Well, yesterday, a thousand strong military unit arrived at the Javits Center in New York City. Well, yeah, but we need the military to start building hospitals. 
Well, that's exactly what they were doing. Turning the Javits Convention Center into a thousand bed emergency hospital. It'll be the first of four emergency hospitals in New York State. They should be open within seven days. Dozens of National Guard troops have arrived at the Jacob Javits Center in Manhattan Monday morning. President Trump um, approved Governor Cuomo's plans to set up the beds in the 1.3 million square foot convention center on Sunday night. FEMA will oversee the facility as well as the staff and stock the center. Is there no more free travel in the U.S.? Florida's Governor DeSantis is ordering all inbound travelers arriving from New York or New Jersey into a mandatory 14-day quarantine per an executive order that he signed yesterday. DeSantis said in an address that more than 100 such flights arrive daily into the state. He believes each contains at least one person infected with the new coronavirus. He said he's been in contact with federal officials about curtailing such flights, but he has not yet received a response. He said people will be screened when they arrived and told they must self-quarantine. He said those travelers will not be allowed to stay with family or friends because that is the one way the virus is spread. He didn't say specifically how self-quarantine is going to be enforced. He said it may actually, I'm quoting, be a criminal offense if you violate the quarantine order. Florida law says it's a second degree misdemeanor to violate a quarantine order that could result in a 60 day jail sentence. Notice he didn't have a problem when all of the kids were on the beaches for spring break. That was an obscene scene uh, at the time. And all the kids were like, oh, die, we're not going to get it. It's fine. They're all now testing positive for it. New video from Spain shows the hospital triage. People are on the floor in the hallways just waiting for a bed. Videos appear to show dozens of patients, some covered in sheets, most wearing surgical masks, laying on the floor in hospital hallways as they await for some bed to somehow or another become available. It's one of the largest hospitals in Madrid. Spain had 385 deaths and more than 4,500 new cases diagnosed just yesterday. It has more than 850 infected persons for every 1 million citizens. That's the third highest in the world after Italy and Switzerland. But perhaps echoing Spain's rapidly outgrowing outbreak, the um, Big Easy now is being criticized for not shutting down Mardi Gras celebrations and parades and parties over the warnings of local and national health officials against those large gatherings, which came as early as February 8th in the U.S. Louisiana Governor John Bell Edwards says his state now has the fastest growing cases of COVID-19 in the world. Citing statistics from a University of Louisiana Lafayette study, Uh, Edwards said the growth rate of the state is headed for a steep upward trajectory similar to what Spain and Italy have experienced. He said Louisiana has the third highest number of cases per capita in the U.S. behind New York and Washington, respectively. But the rate of growth per capita exceeds any single hotspot in the world. You know, if it was going to if it was going to break out. I mean, you would think Vegas or New Orleans. I mean, there's something in the water down in New Orleans. Edwards announced uh, a stay-at-home ban for his state that will come into effect on Monday at 5 p.m., excluding citizens leaving home for essential services. There's no word on whether the state's uh, 
1200 uh, drive through margarita stands are exempt from the order. But I think anything that limits alcohol at this time is not a good thing. Uh, Nobel Prize winner doom and gloom forecasts are lo- likely overdone. This one comes from Dr. Michael Levitt, who is credited for correctly calling early that China would get the worst of its devastating outbreak long before many other health experts predicted they would. On January 31st, China had 46 new deaths compared with 42 the day before, which Levitt recognized as a slowing of the rate of growth. This suggests the rate of increase in the number of deaths will slow down even more over the next week. Levitt won the 2013 Nobel Prize in Chemistry. Yeah, but they give those away like candy now. And he ultimately nailed the call. Listen to this. I mean, you want a prediction that comes right? In mid-February, he said there would be a mid-February peak with a total tally of 80,000 cases and 3,250 deaths. As of March 16th, China had counted a total of 80,298 deaths, so close without going over. And he said there would be 3,250. There are 3,245 deaths the 80, in a country was of almost was 1.4 billion. Yeah, 80,000 was the total cases, right? You said deaths. It was 80,000 cases. Total cases. cases. Yeah, and, no, yeah. Yeah, sorry. 80,000 cases. He said there would be 80,000. They had 80,298. And he said there'd be uh, 3,250 on deaths. There's 3,245. I mean, that guy. Can we talk to him? I mean, I would like to. Yeah, that's incredible. Know, talk to him. And he's optimistic, yeah, too, really... which is pretty rare these days from the experts. Yeah. And maybe this is a guy we should listen to. Maybe this is just a guy that we should listen to. Uh, Now, we said we would never go for it here in America, but we are. What was the thing that you thought was just so disturbing that they did, Stu, in China? Uh, Well, they were... Besides welding people in. (laughs) Yeah, welding people into apartments came to mind right away. Um, There was something they were doing that we all said we'd never put up with it. The massive surveillance uh, state that they constructed around uh, pretty much everyone there to the point where they were... I mean, they were going, they were giving reporters QR codes to have to scan in every, to every building they were going into so that they could be tracked. They were being tracked by drones. They were uh, being uh, surveilled in every part of their internet access. Um, not to mention the million people or so they threw in a camp, which is a totally unrelated incident, but also problematic. So the Chula Vista Police Department in California recently doubled its fleet of drones, purchasing two of the machines from a Chinese company called DJI. The police department told the Financial Times that they would be outfitted with night vision cameras. We have not traditionally mounted speakers to our drones, but if we need to cover a large area to get an announcement out, and if there's a crowd somewhere that we need to disperse, we could do it without getting police officers involved. The outbreak has changed my view of expanding the program. I think we need to expand it as rapidly as I can, said the captain. 
U.S. officials have warned about the threat of Chinese-made drones, that they could pose a threat to the United States. The company that the police department is purchasing from, DJI, is the world's largest player in the civilian drone industry. But DJI is based in Canada. Spencer Gore, the chief executive of the U.S.-based drone company Impossible Aerospace, said he is working like crazy to help equip other law enforcement agencies with drones. We just can't keep up with the orders from law enforcement agencies and health departments. So how do we feel about that one? How are we feeling about drones and our police department using drones? Suboptimal would be uh, the first thing that came to mind. Uh, not not the optimal sub that optimal um th- that is a, i mean I, I guess like you could make the argument in a, in a case of you know where everyone's supposed to stay away from each other to break up a crowd if it floats over with a speaker it's maybe not that bad i mean i know they've done that in in crowd breakup situations before but it sends a pretty creepy mm-hmm. message and uh, uh, yeah, not in love so? with it not in love with it yeah yeah remember remember Stu, we were at cnn and we said that there were drones being used on the southern border or the northern border i can't remember which one it was i think it was on the northern border and they were being used for drug trade uh up on the northern border and people went ballistic they went crazy and it was it was on the border looking for drug people we don't do that we don't do that. We don't use drones. I remember just shaking my head thinking, oh, we will. And soon you won't have a problem with it. Mm-hmm. And here we are. Here we are. This is going to change everything. Um, tomorrow night, we're going to show you the things that are hidden uh, from you, the plans that are being made, the plans that are being drawn, and the things, for instance, uh, they are trying to pass in this, uh, in this new stimulus bill. It's terrifying, and the power is never coming back to you. We have to stay vigilant if we are to keep America and uh, keep the country that we all know and love. That's tomorrow night at 9 p.m. Eastern time. You don't want to miss it. It's our Wednesday night special. It's, uh, it's It's a special on the government being more dangerous than the virus. And uh, I think every American needs to watch it. That's live tomorrow night, 9 p.m. Eastern on blazetv.com. Use the promo code Glenn, blazetv.com, promo code Glenn, and you will save 10%. I want to take your phone calls next. 888-727-BECK. First, if you are normally working from home, 8 million people normally work from home. Maybe maybe some of those people are, well, like my wife, she works from home. She's got an office in the house, and she had this crappy office chair up, up until Christmas time when she was like, ah, that's what I want is an X chair. Okay, yes, dear. So I got her an X chair, and it is just great. I'm sitting in an X chair here in my home studio now. Um, it, working from home is really on the rise. A study of um, a study of America found 80% of Americans work from home at least one day per week now. It's a lot of people sitting at their computer at home in a chair that's not the most comfortable. X chair. Go to xchairbeck.com. It is it is the state of the art office chair. It has ten different settings. It's so comfortable for your back. It's com- it's comfortable all the way around. And if you don't love it, just ship it back. Not a problem. 
to experience the DVL difference for yourself. That's the dynamic variable lumbar support. Experience that yourself. You'll thank me for it. Um, get $100 off right now of X-Chair. If you call 844-4X-Chair or go to xchairbeck.com, see all the different fabrics and all the different styles and everything that you could, you know, make yours yours at xchairbeck.com. That's xchairbeck.com or call 1-844-4X-Chair. Go there now. Use the promo code XWheels and you're going to receive a free set of the new X wheels with your chair at xchairbeck.com. 10 seconds, station ID. So, Stu, I, I noticed something yesterday. I've been watching the president at 5 o'clock and getting his updates. Um, and... I think he is, I think if people watch those, uh, he's, he's got a combination of his TV show, The Apprentice, and the fireside chat. He's bringing these people in. He's not talking the whole time. They're answering for him. He's really, really good at saying, you know what? Why don't you answer that one, Mike? Uh, uh, why don't you, Bill, why don't you answer that one? <laughs> I was shocked. The press asked him a question that was just a trap question. One that I thought for sure he was just going to answer because he likes the controversy. He didn't. Mike, why don't you answer that one? Um, he's really effective in these uh, in these press conferences if you actually watch them. Yeah, he's much more effective in that setting i think than an oval office speech which is just not oh yeah. it's not the right Horrible. vibe for him it's much better for him to be no. out there doing those things and i think he's done he's had a little bit of a back and forth with the press and the press has deserved a lot of it i mean they've been constantly focused on whether he's too race he's so racist before calling it the china virus totally nonsensical things no one gets better from covid19 uh because of uh, of that question being asked there's no hope of anyone uh, having any improvement or the situation getting any better by asking questions like that, but they do it anyway. Uh, it's really a fascinating thing. And you look at the, 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 what they're doing now, which is trying to draw a line in, of separation between Trump and Fauci. They're trying to say, well, Trump's not listening to him. They're trying to antagonize that line and, and irritate yes. it. Uh, which if you believe what they say they believe about Trump would be the worst thing in the world you could do. Right. Like, yeah, but you know, they're just they're despicable. That's the only thing they care about is taking Trump out, whether this virus seems to hit anybody or not. Let me give you this. Trump has an approval rating of 50 percent. The press has 44 percent and the Congress has a 42 percent. He's the most popular. You're listening to Glenn American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. All right, I want you to look into a customized loan today from American Financing. This is the best thing you can do with your time. This is the best phone call you can make. Uh, the interest rates right now are so low. I mean, the only, the only way they get lower is if they go into negative interest rates, and I don't know how that works. I mean, that's just insane. Um, but now you have a chance to get the lowest interest rate in my lifetime. What I highly recommend is you refinance. If you have any high interest debt, 
please just fold that into this debt so you don't have you, you don't have to worry about it. You can you don't have to elongate your debt. You could fold that into your mortgage. And because of the lowest lower interest rate, you are going to save so much money. Please be responsible. Go to American Financing right now. Call them. They're waiting for your call at 800-906-2440. Just tell them your situation. Let's see what they can do for you right now. 800-906-2440, AmericanFinancing.net. Just a couple weeks away from the brand new book, Glenn Beck's Arguing with Socialists. It's available on Amazon and glennbeck.com now. Pre-order. go to phil robertson he is uh the uh blaze tv host of unashamed and uh, in the woods with phil uh the duck commander joins us from his home in west monroe louisiana how you doing phil well i'm doing well i've been under self-quarantine for about the last 35 40 years so this is nothing (laughs) new to me right i (laughs) i know that i know that how is uh how's miss k Miss Kay's doing fine. She's doing the cooking. We're eating well. It is myself, <coughs> the eunuch, Dan the eunuch. Miss Kay, me, and the eunuch. We're down here holed right. up under lock and key. Plenty of weapons so, around in case people want to come in and rob us or kill us. But, uh, right. Current pandemic, but nothing has really, Phil, nothing has changed in your life, has it? Nothing. Nothing has changed. Absolutely nothing has changed whatsoever. <laughs> And you are actually probably further than what the president has recommended. That is correct. I'm way out here by design, by the way. You say, did you pick this place to get back? One little pig trail. I'm surrounded by water because the, the floods come, the droughts come, the fires come, the pestilence comes, the plagues come. I know they're coming. Uh, listen to this. Why do the nations... Re- this was written 3,500 years ago. Why do the nations rage and the peoples plot in vain? The kings of the earth take their stand and the rulers gather together against the Lord and against his anointed one. Let us break their chains. The one enthroned in heaven, this is God, scoffs at them. He laughs at them. Then he rebukes them in his anger and terrifies them. That's why everybody's running scared, Beck. He terrifies them in his wrath. (laughs) Therefore, you kings, be wise. Be warned, you rulers of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the Son, lest he be angry and you be destroyed in your way, for his wrath can flare up. In a moment, blessed are all those who take refuge in him. All you're seeing is the judgment of God on the wicked. You saw it seven, eight years ago, then ten years before then. Just count them up in this century, Beck. Look through the, uh, the world. All throughout the Old Testament, God used, he used uh, pandemics, pestilence, plagues over and over and over to judge the human race, but we're slow to learn. We elect known Marxists 
we we got them in the now they're in their government bernie sanders he's got thousands of followers and they run them through the education mill and they come out being ungodly to the core of their being bernie's leading the pack and you say god's not sleeping he punishes for stuff like that beck and and some people find it surprising that you're alone yeah and look and some people i mean you're not helping my mood here at all phil you're not helping my mood yeah they will curse me and say and curse me what the world somebody some guy down there is saying a pandemic of god could have done it you know god wouldn't do that to us there's no god well if there's no god here comes a pandemic and everybody's scared to death because i've been listening to them i'm sitting down here eating Miss Kay's cooking and enjoying a good sunrise, taking a boat ride up the river. I haven't seen a single soul down in here, not one. I have no visitors. I'm just down in here, and I'm looking, and I'm thinking, uh, I think maybe God is saying, can you see me yet? Yeah. And he'll give it's, them uh... another decade, and he'll put another fire on them, another storm, another flood, another pandemic. And he's saying, you better listen to what I am telling you. I've given you, uh, removed your sins by sending my son. It's 2020 back, which that tells you a little connotation of we ought to be seeing clearly. So 2020, God says, let's, I see, let's see how they're seeing me. And he unleashes a pandemic on, me, on us, and he says, can you see me yet? It's 2020. So- uh, go backwards and you get back to one. That's when Jesus showed up. There's a resurrection of the dead. I'm in on it. So I'm looking at it. And along with God, I'm laughing at them and saying, you folks, why don't you just repent? And they just snarl at you when you say repent and live a God. They snarl the hatred, vitriol coming out of them. It's a sad thing to watch. So, 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 so Phil. Uh, I will say this. I, I thought it was I thought it was great that we kind of started last weekend with a uh, national day of prayer. I do think that this is waking some people up. Those with eyes and ears too. are hearing and they are waking up. I do, too. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord. He is my refuge and my fortress. You will not fear terror, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. A thousand may fall at your right side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only observe with your eyes to see the punishment of the wicked, Everybody needs to read this listening, Psalms 91. Psalms 90 says the length of our days is 70 years, or 80 if we have the strength. Yet their span is but trouble and sorrow, for they quickly pass and we all fly away. So we understand what physical death is. We understand pandemics and floods and drought and pestilence and all the diseases you say. One way out, Beck, if there's no resurrection of the dead, is what Jesus showed us. 
2,000, 20 years ago when he appeared. He's shown us the way by being resurrected from the dead. Now look, all the atheists and everybody else, I'm waiting on a better solution and a better story. So far, I have not heard it. Have you? No. Um, I do want to ask you, though, a, a couple of a couple of questions. Um, yeah, I don't know if this is true, um, but I've heard because you're doing the, the, the new, you know, into the, in, in the quarantine uh, with 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 you. And it, it airs Monday, Tuesday, Thursday and Friday, I think 5 p.m. Uh, and um, and I just I just I do want to ask you, is it true that you say that you said you didn't need toilet paper? You got to remember. I mean, I hate to go. Yeah, go ahead. I'm going. I'm going through the flooded, all this flooded timber, and everybody. It just occurred to me. Everybody's fighting over toilet paper. They can't get enough of it. They're getting it. Been bulk loads loading their car down. I just happened to pull up under a big old overcup tree that had blown down in a storm, and the leaves were just hanging there. And I thought everybody's running out of toilet paper, but me. I just reached and grabbed one of the limbs and so, broke it off. Okay, so, yeah, all right. And, so here's there the were 20 leaves. Phil, I mean, that, that's what most of us are just like. I don't, I mean, I hope the coronavirus takes me. If we get down to that, I kind of hope it takes me. <laughs> uh, what I'm saying is everybody needs to <laughs> chill out. There is a God in heaven. Right. He will see us through this. Well, you're not going to make it out of here unless you put your faith in Jesus. You should do that. The reason why is in the midst of all these pandemics and all the other things that befall the human race, look, love, joy. I'm showing them through this series, Phil in the Woods down here during the pandemic. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, I'm just showing them, look, it's a wonderful way to survive anything. And you're not Mm -hmm. running scared, and they can say all they want to. We're not afraid. Beck, Mm -hmm. they are scared to death. And I I feel sorry for them, and I'm trying to point point them to Jesus saying, look, peace of mind, man, peace, peace of mind. The rarest of commodities is yours if you would just repent. Turn to him by faith. I mean, give me a break. How hard could it be? Love God and love your neighbor. Be ready for any kind of pandemic or whatever comes. They come. They come and they go. They come and they go. God will protect you. But you have to be on his side and honor him and bow down to him. It's a, it's, it's a puzzle. So I spend all my time, try, time trying to convince people, why don't you just try Jesus? It'll work. So, well, Phil, it is always it is always a pleasure to talk to somebody who just doesn't give a flying crap, uh, and you just say say what you mean. Uh, new episode of Phil's in the quarantine series drop Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday, five p.m. at blazetv.com slash phil. That's blazetv.com slash phil. Thanks a lot, Phil. Talk to you again. I love you, man. Love you too, bud. Say hi to Miss K for me. <laughs> I would have loved to get to have gotten him and Don Imus together.
Because I think those two, don't they sound alike? I mean, they, 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 they're not saying the same things, but they just, neither one of them gave a flying crap about what anybody thought. That would have been an interesting conversation. I have no idea what would have happened at the end of it. <laughs> it would have been fun, yeah. though, right? Oh, yeah. It would have been fun just to watch. I miss my friend Don. All right. Uh, if, if you've been working from home lately, um, especially if you're doing all kinds of business, you need to make sure you have a very secure connection. Um, your connection, even if it's password protected, is probably not real secure. Uh, cyber criminals are out there and they are determined to get into the system and steal your information. And I can't tell you enough, if you are running a company... This is what they're. This is a dream for them. This is why you need Norton 360 in your life. It's affordable. It is simple. It's an easy to use solution to the problem of cyber criminals stealing information from your devices. You're going to get a VPN to help you block hackers from stealing personal information. Uh, and companies tracking your online activities. It has bank-grade encryption. We're talking about real-life security for your devices, a safe cam to block people from being able to take over your webcam. If you want the ultimate in privacy, get Norton 360 today. It is a toolbox, and you load it with whatever tools you want. And I'm telling you right now, four weeks ago I was in Washington, three weeks ago I was in Washington, and I upgraded to the highest level because... Uh, it's serious. What's happening right now in the world, you need to make sure that you are protected. Protect yourself like I have with my family. It's Norton.com slash Beck. Norton.com slash Beck. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Okay, let's take uh, Sarah. Hi, Sarah. Thank you so much for listening and holding. This is the Glenn Beck program. Hi, Glenn. Thanks so much for taking my call. Um, sure. I just wanted to share with you a little bit. Um, I have systemic lupus um, erythematosus, so I actually yes. take um, hydroxychloroquine every day. Um, my yes. rheumatologist calls it my lupus life insurance policy. <laughs> yeah, um, it's it's, it's so supposedly far, I mean, fantastic. For, for lupus and, and things like that? It really is. I mean, I've had no side effects with it. Um, I mean, it's, I really don't feel unless I go off of it. Um, it really does help kind of curb my symptoms and um, mm-hmm. prevent any kind of like organ involvement and stuff like that. So I'm really mm. excited about the possibilities of this drug. Um, oh, yeah. A little, a little um, cautious about um, some of the strain that I know is happening on the production of it um, so sure. that all of the other lupus people can, you know, make sure that they maintain their medicines as well. Sure. Sure. Well, um, I'm, I'm assuming I know that Israel is one of the makers of this drug and they are shipping six million pills by, I think, this weekend to the United States. Um, and so yeah. the production line is uh, is being upped on it. Uh, but I'm I you know, we should have a stockpile because everyone who goes down south in South America or goes overseas, they all get this because it's a malaria drug. So every soldier gets this. The United States government, the military should have an awful lot of this drug uh, laying around themselves as well. 
Sarah, thank you so much for the perspective, and I hope you feel better. I'm, I'm glad that drug's working for you. Randall, you're on the Glenn Beck program. Hi, Glenn. Hey. Uh, Hi. Can you hear me? Hi. Hey, I can. Go ahead. For, I've been listening to you since you had the pitchfork, the episode with the pitchforks on CNN headline news, and I was hooked Oh, my ever gosh. <laughs> wow. So, you know. Um, That's been a long time. Yeah, I, I'm in um, New Jersey. I'm a contractor. I do home improvement. And um, I have been so frustrated by what's been going on. Um, I, I, I Googled, why is there no line item veto anymore? What the hell's going on? Why can't we just push back with these idiots in Congress and just give Trump? He has the most common sense of any president in my lifetime. He pushes back. He's mm-hmm. always saying we're thinking what I'm thinking. And I'm like, damn it, he's right. And then, you know, when he's in these conferences, I'm watching and he is saying so many logical things that just really have common sense, like just like this drug you were just talking about. And he's always getting assailed by these leftists. And it's so frustrating for me to watch. Um, And I was wondering why yesterday in the conference, instead of just being so generic and saying, well, they put some stuff, just say this new green deal crap they're putting in there i'm not gonna go for it we just gotta help the people and just just say it there and then what happens is on the other channels they're saying he's lying i mean like rachel maddow yesterday on her show was saying the president is just out and out lying and then they call us conspiracy theorists it's so frustrating to see this i know i mean uh... randall randall i am with you i think america feels the same way just know this He has the highest approval rating. He's first, those underneath him, the press, and then Congress. Uh, So they talk about how underwater he is with approval ratings. He's the best of the lot, according to the latest poll. You're listening to Glenn Beck.